Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, y'all? We are back again with the Watermark Students Podcast. My name is Austin Mankin. I am joined through the screen because I'm virtual right now because I got exposed to Corona. You hate to see it. I'm with Jermaine Harrison. Glad to be here. Also with me. And seated next to Kaylee is Mary Arden Helbing, who's our student guest. Mary Arden, how about you introduce yourself to the audience? Hey, y'all. I'm Mary Arden Helbing, and I'm a senior at Helen Park High School. Go Scots. Um, And and so to be clear, just so everyone knows, Austin's been exposed, but he doesn't actually have Corona, but he's Oh, I don't. I got tested negative. Tested negative. He's quarantining. Um, Don't worry. He's quarantining quarantining for 14 days. Thanks for clarifying, Jermaine. I got you. All right. So at the top of every episode, we always ask a a get to know you question just to kind of allow our listeners to um, be in the room with us. There's an empty seat here for you, um, listener, because Austin your is, name on it. Yeah, has your name on it because Austin's virtual. And so here's a question um, to help us get to know each other better today. Um, what was, um, during your childhood, what was a career or a job that you looked forward to and, and thought that would be an amazing job to have where now looking back on it, you're like, I don't know why I thought that. I'll start. Um, So the job that I thought would be really awesome to have growing up would be to be able to be the person that brushes like elephants or giraffes teeth. And so maybe more formally, that would be like a wildlife dentist. Mm. I don't know. But um, really, it was focused on elephants and giraffes. I was like, man, I want to be able to just like brush their teeth. teeth. How do you get up to a giraffe's teeth? Exactly. That's why it's so fun. It's like part of the process is getting up there. That is so good. That is so good. And mine uh, kind of is in conjunction with with Kaylee's. I always loved watching like um, animal documentaries, like think uh, Planet Earth and all of those things on the Discovery Channel. And I thought as a as a young child, man, wouldn't it be amazing to be the person laying on the sand for weeks on end waiting for that perfect shot of fill in the blank animal and thought it would be the coolest job ever. So it would be me looking for the animal to do that, and then Kaylee coming in we, and brushing their teeth. We could have done yeah. business partners. So team. Wow. Um, Mary Arden, why don't you tell us about yours? Um, well, I actually wanted to be an elevator button pusher for like <laughs> Dallas Stars, Hold Dallas on. Mavericks. That's an actual thing. Yes, you see, when you're going up to like the suites or any sort of room at a professional game, there's typically a person whose job is to click the floor for you. Mm-hmm. And as a said four or five year old, however old I was, I thought that was just the dream to just stand in the elevator and. Push people's buttons for them. <laughs> <laughs> this person's job is to push this button, and I'm in. I love that. That's amazing. Austin, what about yours? Guys, Mary Arden. Mine actually goes in line with yours. Wow. Because Ooh. yours was at a Stars game, right? That you said that you saw the elevator pusher? Yes. I wanted to be a Zamboni driver growing up <laughs> because I thought it was so cool when those guys came out and cleaned the ice and made it just look perfect in like a mirror. And I was like, cool. I want to be that guy. So, so that's just mine. so people, if people don't know what a Zamboni is, it's that machine that they use to come out and. No, no, Jermaine, everyone knows what a Zamboni is. Uh, let's be honest. 
I, I don't think so. The the machine that they use to come out and shave the ice and make it clean yes. and crisp for the hockey players. I'm picturing Austin driving a Zamboni right now that has flames down no. the side and he's playing yes. a good pump up song while go. he does it. So that's really good. So with that mental picture in mind, we're going to go ahead and transition to our topic today, um, which has nothing to do with wildlife safaris or ice skating rinks, but um, the topic of reading our Bible. And so many teenagers today, many adults today uh, who are walking with the Lord struggle to have a consistent time reading their Bible. Uh, there's a lot that goes into that. And we're going to talk about what should I do if I can't develop a Bible reading habit because I never feel like reading my Bible. And so we're excited to have Mary Arden or M.A. as we might refer to her on the podcast <laughs> or today. Meredith as she is Meredith legally named very true yes. um we're gonna hear from MA um she's gonna share some good truths and then we're also gonna jump on and share things along the way and so thanks for being here Mary Arden go ahead and just to kick us off tell us a little, a little bit about um how you developed a habit of reading the Bible has it always been easy for you when did you start doing that uh help us understand a little bit more of your experience with the Bible yeah, so um, I became a Christian when I was nine years old, and I would say at that time I knew who Christ was, and I understood the gospel, but I wasn't in love with God. And as I got older, I kind of was going to church, and I was going to small group throughout the week, and felt like the Lord kind of pushing me, like being like, I want more of you, and I want you to have a deeper relationship with me, mm -hmm. but I would just kind of quit after Sundays or quit after small group and not continue my week um, spending time with the Lord. And it wasn't until my second year at K2, I was 14, I think, that I kind of realized what it really meant to like be in love with God. And I challenged myself that summer and I was like, from because I didn't want it just to be a camp high, I wanted it to be something that just went throughout my whole year. And so I was like, this next year, Every single day, no matter what, I'm going to spend some time in my Bible, whether that was reading a verse, reading a chapter, reading a whole book. I was going to open my Bible every single day. And that was a game changer for my relationship with Christ. And it just kind of showed me just what it really meant to love God. And I realized how much of sin struggles I had and how much I needed his word to really have a strong relationship with him. Yeah. As you were saying that, Mary Arden, thank you for sharing that. I, I think you hit on like the greatest challenge I think most teenagers and most people, Christians who um, have a, a tough relationship with reading the Bible, I think you hit on the heart of the issue. Like for you, you said, man, I, I was a Christian. I understood the gospel, but I didn't love God. And I think that the answer to that question is the key to this issue of, uh, you know, not feeling like reading the Bible or developing that habit. I think a lot of us at some point or another in our lives, and we just we just didn't love God. And if if you do love God, that motivating that motivating factor will move you towards um, seeking him will move you towards drawing near to him. And I think part of the challenge for a lot of people is that when they think of reading the Bible, they think, I got to do this because this is what Christians do. I got to do this because, you know, every everyone else that I know does this. And or I got to do this because it's the only way God's going to be happy with me. He'll be mad at me. He'll be frustrated at me. And so a lot of us think the goal of Bible reading is divine approval. And that mm -hmm. is just not true. You've already been approved 
um, most clearly seen through Jesus hanging on the cross, dying and raising again from the dead for our sins. But the goal of Bible reading is spiritual growth, to grow, to love God more and more every single day, like Mary Arden was talking about, you know, in such a way that it informs and transforms the way you live every day day of your life well preach jermaine that was good <laughs> Come on, jermaine. yeah that was awesome i mean so a lot of teenagers um are wondering like how do i start that how do i develop this habit and so think about your friends mary arden um why do your friends or why do your why do your peers that read the bible why do they do so um why do they choose to spend their time reading god's word yeah so i would say for my friends I'd say about 50% of them would say they read the Bible because they know how great God is and how um, messed up and sinful we are. And they realize that they need to be spending time in the word because that's kind of how you kind of develop different like fruits and you build a relationship with Christ. And they realize that every single day they need that because they are saved, but they still sin. And then the other half would probably say that they just want to know God and they want to understand his character deeper and to realize who God is. They need to be spending time in the word and reading scripture to kind of discover who he is. Yeah, that's so good. Like as you were talking, um, my thought that I had written down was, man, the Bible is a resource that you know, many heroes of the faith, like people that we look up to, people from the past, like like when you read the Bible and you think of like, um, you know, Joseph or Moses or, you know, pick any biblical character, um, they didn't have the 66 books that you have um, in your possession, on your phone, all the different translations, you know, all the different ones all over your house. It's an incredible resource to show you what God is like and to show you how you are to live. And I think that that's such an incredible privilege that it's so easy to take for granted. That's so good, Jermaine. Uh, Mary Arden, why do you think that the Bible can sometimes be unappealing to teenagers? I think the Bible can be an unappealing to teenagers for a ton of reasons. I think one of them can be that it's intimidating or confusing. It's a big book and it's there's a lot of stuff in there and things can be really confusing between the Old Testament and the New Testament and it can just be confusing on where to start with that. Um, I think for high schoolers, another reason is it it's time-consuming and an excuse that we can often put in place is that I don't have time to read my Bible. And what I'd say to that is just there's always a little bit of time, and it's just really important for you to prioritize that, whether that's in the morning or night or during lunch, like sometime during the day, like putting that as your main priority. And then also it doesn't always feel like it's the most life-giving thing because sometimes the words just sit on the page and it's just not feeling as impactful as you want it to be. Totally. I think we've gotten mm-hmm. in this bad habit of viewing God's word of, I like to read the Bible whenever it like applies to my life or I liked, I liked reading that section because it applied to my specific circumstance or stuff. But when we get to a section of scripture that doesn't, it's, it's harder to connect. And we've almost become dependent on this like emotional experience with reading the Bible. And mm-hmm. some students are like, well, I didn't get anything out of it. So I don't want to go like read it tomorrow because I didn't get anything yeah. out of it today. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Cause we do live in a culture of convenience where we want everything fast. Like with a click of our phone, we can, have food delivered to our doorstep. And so we just live in a culture full of immediate results. And I think we kind of take that same mentality to our Bible reading. And we're like, hey, we want immediate results, which doesn't always happen with reading the Bible. Like we change progressively, not instantly. 
Um, second Peter three eighteen just says we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and growth takes time. And so, uh, it's just, it's just good reminder to understand that, uh, we're not going to get maybe everything out of it. Like we want the first time we interact with the Bible, but we have to consistently engage and slow down and not have a hurry, quiet time, uh, to really process what we're learning with the Lord. Yeah, that's good. Um, M.A., when it comes to your personal relationship with the Lord and time in God's Word, has there been a season where you have um, been really motivated to read the Bible and you have been consistent? Yes, for sure. Um, I would say either like after camp or in different just like periods in your life when you feel felt really encouraged by other people have been times where I've really been motivated to read my Bible. Um just kind of when you're on a Jesus high. But I also think a time when I really want to read my Bible is also when I'm in a really low spot where I've, if I'm really angry or really sad or whatever, or just emotions are super overwhelming is also a time where I find myself being gravitating back towards my Bible. Yeah. I think this is a helpful point to interject this point, as you mentioned that, you know, like the seasons where you felt like really excited about spending time in God's Mm -hmm. word is that, that the reality is that for all of us, like even me as a local youth pastor and, you know, anyone that you might respect as a follower of Jesus, like we all go through varying seasons where our desire for the Lord and spending time in his word is like increasing and, and is, you know, at an all time high. And then there's also times where it's, it's really low and you feel maybe dull or feel, you know, apathetic. And I just want to like, uh, you know, like maybe give you the the freedom of the pressure release valve of like, hey, that's a normal part of our Christian experience. Yeah. Like, like it, it, the requirement isn't for you to feel one hundred percent excitement all of the time, and mm-hmm. it's it's just a reality in which we live because we're we're um, um, broken human beings with real emotions that really affect us. Um, and I think that God's word and, and what we're gonna say, you know, will kind of help us. Um, work through those emotions and those highs and lows, but I just want to acknowledge that that's a normal um, thing to experience. Yeah, I think uh, this is a good point, Jermaine, because engaging with the Bible is really a discipline and a desire. And I think sometimes in our life, we have a lot of desire, uh, so it's kind of easy to gravitate towards the Bible. And then other times it feels way more like a discipline and we kind of have to like force ourselves almost at times uh, to read it. And so it's going to be a little bit of both. I kind of love what, uh, Andy Minio says, the rapper, <laughs> if you ever heard of him, he says, tell us. spending time with Jesus, uh, isn't complicated, but it's costly. And so it's not complicated to sit down and read God's word. It's pretty simple, but it does cost us some energy and discipline and effort. And so it's going to feel like effort at times, and that's okay, because we're at war with our flesh. Totally. That's so good. That makes me think of First Timothy 4, 8. It just tells us that training ourselves for godliness is a good thing, that it has a ton of benefit, and spending time in God's Word and developing that Bible reading habit is a part of training ourselves for godliness. But we know it's not easy. There's times that we're exhausted, worn down, and feeling weary. And so I assume, just knowing myself, I felt that. I'm assuming, M.A., that you felt that way as well. And so tell us about a time where... Um, reading the Bible wasn't as appealing for you. What did that look like? How did you respond in that season? Yeah. So I would say the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about that is, or just the most recent time in my life would be during COVID and just at the beginning of quarantine, um, being at home all the time was hard. And for a lot of my friends around me, they were all talking about like how they felt so close to God. And it was just such a time they had to like spend so much more time with him than they had in the past. But for me, 
um, having the less motivation and not being around people at school who I knew needed Jesus. And I really wanted to be able to share that with them. And so those mornings I was really spending time in the word so I could go to school and like um, just honor God in that of not having so many peers around me. Um, I just kind of fell into a dry spot with God where I would just push it off or decide I didn't want it. And my pride really got in the way of me thinking that I didn't need it, which was so not true. Hmm. That's so good. Um, and that that makes me think of really the kind of the second half of that point that on one hand, um, I want everyone to feel like that pressure release of, hey, the highs and lows of desire and not as much desire for reading God's word is a reality that we all experience every single one of us. But just yeah. because you don't feel like doing something, that's not enough of a reason to not do it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I can use like personal examples, like just because on a certain day I feel tired or just feel like, you know, I don't want to be as um, intentional or caring or loving towards my wife, Hannah, and she's amazing. Like just because I don't feel like doing that, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm free, like feel, just because I don't have that desire doesn't remove the opportunity and responsibility I have. And and I think similarly with God's word that just because you don't feel like um, spending time reading it and learning about God's character and learning about how he wants you to live, just because you don't feel that doesn't mean that it's, um, you know, not, not an essential thing for you to do that day. Bible reading sometimes, like Austin said, is a discipline. And man, as you continue to work and practice at that discipline, if you don't feel that desire right now, I know that the Lord will honor that and that the desire will follow the discipline. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would be weird. I was just thinking about this as you're talking about Hannah, your wife. Like it would be weird if on the first date you got it down on one knee and asked Hannah to marry you because you hadn't spent a lot of time with her. You're still trying to build a relationship with she her. Would have said no. her. <laughs> she would have said no. But I think that's like a good point because the only way we get to know more and enjoy more of God is if we spend time with him. Like the quality of our relationship is built on the quantity of time we spend with him. And so uh, in the same way of any relationship. And so you have to spend time with God in order to get to know him. And then that's going to motivate you to spend more time with him because you're going to realize what his character is about and that he loves you and wants a relationship with you. Yeah, that's really good. God is not surprised that there are days that we don't want to spend time with him. Um, He knows all things. He knows our heart. He knows um, our motivation, but God is concerned with how we respond on the days that we don't feel like doing it. And so uh, Mary Arden, what is the best advice that you've been given just about the value of reading God's word? Yeah. um, One thing that just comes to mind when you ask me that is, I don't know, remember where I heard it, but it was that when you wake up in the morning, you need to fill yourself with truth because the rest of the day, the world's going to lie to you. And I think that is just so true. And another thing I didn't say earlier was that um, if any of y'all have read like Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, there's a great chapter in there about um, them talking about like the Lord knows when we're feeling kind of in a dry spot and he just loves it so much that when his like almost like we feel like his hand is taken away that like we look to him and we're saying, I'm struggling. I don't feel like this and I don't want you right now, but you obey anyways. And that's just like so honoring to him because you're continuing in that diligence, even though you don't feel like it. Preach. So good. Stop it. Rewind it and listen to that again. (laughs) That's some great advice. For sure. Obedience when you don't want to 
Yeah. That is sowing a harvest that will reap a benefit later in your life. Yes. Um, and so mm-hmm. that is so good. So kind of just going along with that, what advice would you give to the student listening who doesn't feel like reading their Bible right now? Maybe they have gone weeks or months or years without spending time in God's word, but uh, they don't know what to do. Um, what would you say to that student? I would say um, that is so normal and everyone has felt that before. And I would just say, um, one, talk to someone about it, talk to your mentor, talk to your small group leaders about it so that they can keep you accountable in that. But also think about changing up your routine because it can get monotonous just reading the same thing over and over again of think about maybe like journaling your prayers or going for a walk and listening to worship music or reading a book instead of any other thing from your regular routine can help you kind of get back or get out of that rut. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, and I was just going to add to that I love when you said when the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is spend time with God and remind yourself of truth. And something we say all the time around here, you've probably heard it a million times, is have a time, the importance of having a time, place, and plan, and specifically having a plan. Because I know when I wake up in the morning and I don't have a plan, that I'm just left to my spontaneous feelings, which I know I'm going to choose my own comfort. But if I have a plan, I have a predetermined plan, then it makes it way easy for me to gravitate uh, towards that discipline. And so uh, I would encourage anyone listening to focus on, hey, what's my plan, uh, my time, and my place? The thing that I would say on that is, man, that has helped me like continue to have that desire and continue to pursue that discipline um, in, in terms of advice is one of the best questions to ask in the times when I don't feel like reading the Bible is, do I want to know God more? Kind of going back to what Mary Arden said at the beginning where she was like, you know, I had a relationship with the Lord. I, you know, believed in and trusted the gospel, but I didn't love God. I think if more of us ask ourselves that question on a daily basis, it would help our desire and our motivation. Do I want to know God more? And do I want the world to know more of God through my life? And if your answer to both of those questions is yes, then spending time in God's word, you know, when you wake up in the morning or in the evening before you go to bed or whenever is the most uh, strategic time for you is one of the, the most important things that you can do every single day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so if you are listening right now and you want to start reading your Bible and you want to start developing this habit, but you don't know how to, um, we would. We just encourage you to start small. Um, start developing small habits that are daily going to build to extended periods of time in God's word. And if you are like, I have no idea where to start. We want to be a resource to you. If a watermark can be the place that can help you with that, we'd love to get in touch with you. You can DM us on Instagram at Shoreline Dallas, email us students at watermark.org, whatever it is. And we'd love to help you uh, think through how you can start developing um, a Bible reading habit. And yeah. So, and, yeah. and here's my plan right now. And you can jump in with me. I'm reading through Psalm 119, which is a Psalm of like ov- almost 200 verses talking about where the, the, the author is talking about, um, their desire to spend time in God's word, to understand it, to understand who God is, to live out, uh, you know, the life that he wants us to live. And so literally I read two sections of eight verses every morning and I'm like halfway through. So if you don't have a plan tomorrow morning or today, as you're listening to this podcast, flip over to Psalm 119 and start reading that, that chapter. It's going to take you a while you don't need to read it all in one day, you know, go through it slowly and man, let the, the spirit of God inform um, your heart with truth. Or another great suggestion is, Proverbs, going through um, the book of Proverbs, it's a book on 
um, just a wise way of life. And there's 31 Proverbs and most months have 31 days. And so you can jump in on November 16th. Is that what this Monday will be? Yeah. November 16th, read Proverbs 16, November 17th, Proverbs 17, and so on and so forth um, to build in. That's an easy way to begin that habit. Yeah, that's so good, Jermaine. And those are great plans and great options for students who need something to do. And so thanks for suggesting that. And so just to kind of summarize everything we've talked about today, first, just knowing that the goal of Bible reading is spiritual growth. It's not divine approval or earning some uh, righteous standard towards God. The, that righteous standard towards God is found through Christ and in Christ alone. And so we spend time in God's word so that we can know God more. And so everyone goes through varying seasons of increased or decreased desire to read the Bible. And God is not surprised by that. But God is concerned with how we respond in light of that. And so um, even more um, than just us focusing on creating a time, place and plan, which we believe is helpful in developing a Bible reading plan, um, we would challenge our listeners today to ask themselves um, the why behind it and why do they want to know more about God and do they want the world to know more of God through our lives? And so thank you guys for being a part of today's conversation. Uh, Mary Arden, thank you for being here. It was awesome having you. Thanks, girl. Um, yeah, Thanks that concludes today's episode, guys. This was great. Awesome. Thanks for joining us virtually. Hey, we'll guys, see you guys. Virtual. We'll see you guys next week for the final episode of, of season, season two. two. We'll see you there. Yeah, see y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.